You're listening to the Friday Morning Podcast with hosts Bill Ballinger and Dennis Denno discussing Michigan politics and political history. The Friday Morning Podcast has you covered. Hey, Bill, before we go to our guest, let's talk a little bit about our partner, DeadlineDetroit.com. Well, Deadline Detroit is a one-stop online news site that aggregates the best stories from local, national, and international media about Metro Detroit. It also produces original reporting and provides commentary from top-rate local journalists. Great. Now let's go to our guest. And with me now is Roy Freeman. Roy is the Michigan Education Association ESP Caucus Executive Board President. Roy is also the local president for Dwajak Union Schools and 5C Coordinating Council Chair. Roy Freeman, welcome to the Friday Morning Podcast. Good morning, and thank you for having me on. So, Roy, what exactly is an ESP? An ESP is an educational support professional, and they are the ones who work uh, more of a one-on-one with the students. We have a uh, we have nine classifications, and you know, from transportation to custodial to food service to parapros um, to security, um, and. We, we do a lot of various things in order to maintain um, the ability of the teachers to be able to teach and to help move the students along. So when Michigan's schools shut down in mid-March, what happened to uh, all those ESPs? What happened to bus drivers when kids didn't need the buses anymore? What happened? I assume there were still security people, but what happened to all those people? Well, in in our district, um, our transportation, even though they, the school was closed, the school decided to continue to keep them on payroll. And if you remember correctly, that was part of the recommendations in order for from the state or the federal government in order for the um, schools to be able to take part in the CARES Act was to maintain their employees on the payroll. Um, in some districts, the transportation department, they delivered food, um, to the, to the houses, to the students. Um, the, um, custodians, as nobody was in the buildings, that's when they took their time to, uh, to deep clean to, um, the buildings in order to disinfect and sanitize them from, from, uh, sealing the floor, um, desk by desk. Um, you know, and make sure that they continue to keep the uh, building safe for everybody coming back in. Um, and I would hope that most most districts followed along for at least until June, until school was out and kept their people on, on the payroll. That was the, uh, the big incentive at the beginning. And then during the summer, um, you know, everybody except for the custodians um, had the summer off, and that's when we continued to make sure to take the opportunity in order to deep clean everything. You know, we had like a, a six-month cleaning period um, where usually we only have three, so that allowed us to make sure that everything was up to shape. 
And then when school came back, um, a lot of districts have done a lot of different things, so it depends on what districts are doing what. Some of them have come back virtual. Some of them have gone distance learning. And some have used a, um, a hybrid, which is a uh, mixture of distance learning and in-person. And then some of them have come back um, in-person completely. So it varies from district to district on how things were done and how they handled their um, ESP and kept things moving. Um, so you mentioned the CARES Act, and you mentioned that the, what the state of Michigan required from the school districts. Looking back at early March and looking uh, forward, you know, to what's going on today. I mean, what do you? How would you rate the role of Michigan's government in, in how they've handled uh, uh, public education uh, under this pandemic? And what do you think of the role the federal government's done? Well, I think the Michigan the Michigan um, government has done. Um, I think they've done a good job in what they've done. They've what they've done is make sure they've taken the precautions to keep um, everybody safe and try to keep the spread of the pandemic down to a very minimum um, and trying to keep it under control. Even though you know, no matter what you do in government, you're always going to have those who agree and who disagree with you. Um, so, but I think, I think, um, Governor Whitmer has, has done a good job in trying to make sure that safety, health and safety come first. The federal government, on the other hand, I just read an article where our president has made the statement that he knew in the beginning that the pandemic was worse than he has been playing it off and just tried to bury it so that there wasn't a panic. Um, and I think that's very poor individual outlook, let alone governmental outlook. And then I, our, our good friend Betsy DeVos has not done anything in order to help public schools in any state, let alone in Michigan. You know, let's talk about these ESPs. I mean, I was in an office building today and I was you know, a little concerned about being in there, and I was I was very appreciative of the custodial staff that kept cleaning the building, cleaning the door handles, making sure everything was clean and, and sanitized and disinfected, and I've never appreciated, never appreciated those jobs before. When they're doing that stuff in a pandemic, I mean, is there a heightened level of concern for their own safety? Oh, yeah, there is. Um, but as, it's as with Everything else, you know, we, we've been through this with, with SARS. Um, we take precautions. We use our PPE, um, and we make sure that, uh, as in anything else, you know, we make sure we, we continuously wash our hands, new sanitizers, um, but we go about our daily business uh, as if we do every day because we make sure our, our responsibilities in our jobs are to make a safe, clean, comfortable environment for the students and for the teachers in order to make sure that they can do what they need to do. And we just go about our business as normal. Now there's more um, times that we have to do it because with the um, guidelines from the CDC, you have to, um, clean restrooms and sanitize lockers 
every four hours. Um, we have to make sure that all touch points are are cleaned daily, is like in your classrooms, on your doors, on the teacher's desk. We fortunately we have a um, a uh, machine that sprays a mist and it works on the method of a positive ion. And what that does is as you spray the mist, which is a disinfectant, it has the, the ability to wrap around and to attach itself to the desk and clean top and bottom and sanitize it as we go. Then we do that every day. So that's, that's a um, safer and more efficient way of doing these things and making sure that that happens. So that's, you know, that helps that helps the custodians maintain a uh, a better um, health issue for themselves as well. That is really cool. Do most school districts, do you know, do most school districts have that positive ion machine or is that pretty unique to Dwajak? Uh, um... Well, Dwajek was one of the first ones to start it, but by what I understand, there are a lot of districts now since March that has ended up buying some of those machines because once once this happened and once it came out, that was a hot item. And like anything else in a pandemic, when, when something is um, marketed for doing jobs better and easier um, and to take care of the pandemic, then they go like wildfire. You know, such as sanitary wipes, uh, the Clorox wipes, uh, the uh, rubber gloves. You know, they kind of uh, make sure that we take care of it, that everything goes off the shelf and gets bought up in bulk. Right. So, you know, I'm kind of curious. Do you think our school custodians feel more appreciated now uh, with this pandemic, or is that they still kind of taken for granted? Um. I think in our district, and and I can speak for our district, they feel a lot more appreciated. the um, The district has has gone out of its way to make sure that they tell us thank you, and that they uh, they recognize the fact that um, we're doing above what the, above and beyond what um, is our normal duties. So that that helps. The school board has our superintendent has made sure he's gone to the school board and and told them exactly what we're doing and how well we're doing. And um, that that stands that that says a, a positive thing as he wants to make sure he takes it out of his realm and pass it on. And I would hope that some of the other districts are doing the same thing. You know, not and it's not only the custodians that are going out uh, above and beyond. You know, we have we have parapros that are in help handing out books and computers and that for those who are doing um, distant learning. So it it's, um, takes a little bit of everybody in order to make sure things are happening. Right. So what is what is Dwajak? Uh, union schools doing now? Are they? Is it all virtual? Is it all in person? Are they doing a blend? No, we're doing we're doing distance learning um, for the first five weeks, and after the third week, um, we're going to look at it and see exactly how the uh, the numbers are in our area and what the health department is saying, 
and then decide if we're going to come back in person or stay at distance learning. But for the first five weeks, um, it's just the teachers that are in teaching from um, from their computers on to um, what is called um, Schoolology, which is a new program and uh, seems to be having about 75% um, attendance right now, and it's only been the first um, two days because we started on the 8th. Cool. So... Uh, Dwajak is in Cass County. Cass County is in southwest Michigan. I kind of picture a pretty rural uh, farming community for your school district. Is that fair? That is, that is fair. That is most of southwest Michigan, yes. Or the, uh, yeah, the southwest corner of Michigan is pretty rural. So we have, our district has um, 2,100 students. Oh, wow. And is there a certain crop that uh, Dwajak's known for, or is it just kind of a mix of whatever? Well, we do a lot of cherries, a lot of apples, and a lot of corn. Oh, wow. All right. And, oh, yeah. and, and before I started interviewing you, you told me something a little disturbing, uh, Roy Freeman. You told me you're a Chicago Cubs fan. <laughs> I don't think that's very disturbing, uh, you know. They did win the World Series in, here not just too long ago, and um, you know we we did break that hundred year curse. Um, so you know we have a pretty good nucleus, and I've been a Cubs fan ever since I was I can remember. So that's just that's just second nature to me, you know. Uh, and so where does this uh, where is this fandom of the uh, Cubs come from? Is it because you're so close to Chicago? Did you grow up in Chicago, or where, where does this come no, from? I, 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 grew, I grew up in Berrien County, which is right next to Cass County, and it just we see with with the part of the county we live in, all of our news is Indiana um, and that way. And I've just been a Cubs fan forever. Um, I don't ever remember, ever remember liking any of the baseball team. It's always been the Cubs. Being so close to Indiana, you're not a Notre Dame fan, are you? Oh, by no means. I'm a Michigan man. Oh, God. This is, go, blue, go blue. This is getting worse, Roy Freeman. But, you know, when, when, when you're on a roll, you stay on a good roll. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I could I could say you're waiting to get on a good roll, but I'll be nice. <laughs> I know I know all those little clips back and forth. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, no, I've always been a Michigan fan. Never been a question. Um, and just you know, just that's just the way I grew up, and uh, I've just never decided to change or anything else. So. You know, when you when you have a good thing, you stick with it. All right. Well, I appreciate that. Well, Roy Freeman, the MEA ESP Caucus Executive Board President, thank you for being on the Friday Morning Podcast. Thank you for having me. And that's it for another edition of the Friday Morning Podcast, located at theballingerreport.com and at dentalresearch.com. And we'd like to give a special Friday Morning Podcast thanks to the band, Little American Champ, for the music of this podcast. <laughs>